So once again, thank you for making the effort to be here this morning. Um, it's um, quite a remarkable thing to do, really, to come together and sit together in silence. It's a very um, unusual thing to do. And um, it's a very uh, intimate thing to do as well. Um, to sit together is, a, is, is very special. And um, so even though it's very important to maintain a daily practice as best we can, sitting on our own in the mornings or the evenings, or both, um, to actually to be able to sit together is, uh, uh, is um, a rare opportunity and uh, the mutual support that we get from sitting together really is a great benefit to our practice. Even, even in a short period of time, you, know, you certainly would notice this on a retreat, you know, for a day or more, but even during a short period of time, like a morning, um, uh, there's just some um, um, energy, I think, it's the, the sharing of the energy that gets generated in the room. Uh, when I used to, um, when I was living in New York at the, uh, at the Zendo, a Zendo is a meditation hall in Zen. Um, uh, the room itself um, seemed to contain a kind of, um, was a kind of had an energy within it. Um, and uh, so, I wanted to talk a little bit today, I, just some very basic stuff about Zazen as a meditation practice, but it is, um, it's really the basics that are really the most essential and important in Zen. Zen practice um, as a, uh, and the practice of what we call just sitting, Zazen means sitting meditation. It's probably the simplest form of spiritual practice we can ever do. And, um, but it's um, probably the most uh, um, most difficult, and, uh, and and so as you know, um, Zen is in the Buddhist tradition, originating from China onwards, and coming to the West by Japan, and. Um, And in, in, in Buddhism, you probably, most of you would be aware that um, Buddhism sees um, a word that be the English translation of the word dukkha, we, we translate often as suffering, um, that, you know, suffering is in, inherent to human beings and all beings. Um, and, um, and maybe another word, another translation could be dissatisfaction. Um, but the uh, and the uh, the path is um, moving from this world of suffering or samsara um, 
through to what is referred to as nirvana. And, um, and, and, the, and the path really is just very simply a waking up to um, reality, the reality of impermanence and the reality that there is no independent, fixed or existing self. And, um, and when we sit in Zazen, we investigate the, the nature of reality. And we investigate the nature of suffering. Teachers can only point the way, interpret texts, give talks. We can only, only we can only ourselves, we can really only, you know, it's, the investigation of reality has to be done by, by, by us. Uh, and uh, I can't do it for you and no one else can do it for you. You have to do it on your own. And um, the difference, of course, in, in, in Zazen or meditation practice is that we investigate reality not with thinking about it. In other words, it's not a, it's not a thinking process. Um, it's a, uh, we investigate reality by simply uh, becoming aware of awareness and uh, using uh, our ability to just be as awareness and um, and one of the things I think it's you know you've got to try to put suffering in a in a to simplify it as much as possible uh, and what we do in Zazen is we, we really strip everything back to the bare minimum. We want to um, experience the basics of um, just sitting and that's why we, we want to sit in relative stillness um, because the posture is important. We, um, whether we're sitting on a chair or on a cushion, we want to get that sense of the of of really settling into and surrendering to the posture because um, it's, it's a very physical practice we want to get into the physicality of the practice and we want to get out of our thinking minds now we often talk about body language you know reading someone else's body language and how our body language communicates to others but the body language of the posture also communicates directly to ourselves. And uh, it starts to bring us into alignment with reality and allowing us to get in touch with our awareness, which is going to teach us about reality. The posture is like the foundation and the scaffolding for the awareness to just naturally arise because awareness is not anything that we have to do um, awareness simply arises like the, the steam on the grass in the morning when the sun comes up. Um, when we sit like this, um, we quickly can get some sense of how suffering is really a flight away from this moment. And it takes an infinite number of forms. 
you know, there's so many different forms of suffering. Um, but if, it, if, if, if you were to really break it down and try and really simplify it, it's somehow wanting to not, no, no sense of satisfaction or being able to be with the reality of this moment, whatever that reality might be. And the, uh, the flight away from reality, in many ways, just compounds the suffering, just increases it. So when, when you sit, um, just start to become aware of um, the very subtle ways in which there is a kind of resistance that comes up to just sitting. It might be manifesting as a restlessness or a desire to move, not to be still, because it's not easy just to be still. We're not used to that. Um, It might be um, constant sort of um, ruminating on the past or worrying about the future. Um, could manifest as simply as a sense of boredom. Um, there's a saying in Zen um, which the school of Zen I belong to is called Ordinary Mind Zen School. And that comes from a, a saying in Zen called Ordinary Mind is the Way. And that literally means ordinary mind. Hearing the sound of the cars and the trucks go past. Seeing the sunlight reflected on the, on the wooden floors. Hearing the birds being aware of the coldness as it rises in our body or the, the breeze on our cheeks, the sunlight glittering on the water, making a cup of tea and drinking it, ordinary mind. The, the funny thing about human beings is that we seem to have an aversion to ordinary mind. Um, but ordinary mind um, is um, something which is a quite, quite, quite profound. What is the barrier that gets in the way of us contacting? an appreciation of ordinary mind, an appreciation of the joy of just being alive. It could be summarized as the, uh, the, inc the incessant preoccupation of our self-centered self, our ego self, um, which is fundamentally an illusion, but as long as we are identified with the self-centered self, we will inevitably suffer. Um, because the ego believes in the I. Um, and so all the beliefs that we preface with I, you know, I am no good, I'm, I've missed so many opportunities, um, I've, you know, wasted my life, I've messed this up, um, 
everything that begins with an I, when we're buying into and believing in that I, we inevitably will suffer. The ego inevitably suffers. Um, even though it, it's trying to protect us in a way, because um, we all inevitably get hurt as children and we find ways of trying to uh, build walls and barriers to protect ourselves in different ways and that's the ego arises around all of that and um, but um, as long as we um, you know buy into this notion that there's some real entity that's existing uh, that's driving our our life in some way that was a kind of driver in the car behind all of this that we identify with and inevitably we feel that we are the victim of life in different ways and we suffer and um, that's not ordinary mind um, so the ego acts as a barrier so in Zazen we, what we're wanting to do is just gently uncover ordinary mind and the ego is very resistant to that process it doesn't like it um, it's threatened by it in a way because inevitably um, the ego wants excitement wants to do things wants to climb mountains or um, drive cars or buy houses or you know get a new job or the ego is never ever satisfied, it never ever will be satisfied because it's driven by fear and it's driven by pleasure and in Zazen we want to actually start to find a way of being with what is whether it's uncomfortable or not and it's the commitment to just be this moment and it's the commitment to actually open up and start to soften into this moment so that the thoughts and beliefs that we get connected to with the ego start to get less and less kind of the more we're able to rest in the body that's the real that's, that, that really helps us to, to go into the direct sensations of the body is the really, a really good antidote to getting lost in our ego, fears and delusions. Trusting in the breath, uh, trusting in the direct sensations of the body, trusting in the sounds and really, really surrendering to that. There's another saying in Zen whereby to, um, to practice Zen is to study the self and to study the self is to forget the self. So in a way it is important to study, that is to become aware of the different ways in which judgments and beliefs and how the ego self works to generate suffering. And se or whenever we feel separate we, we suffer. And to start to study that, to become aware of that both as we sit and in our everyday life, the more we get insight, wisdom into that process of how it arises, that's, that's leading us to some kind of the path to freedom from the ego. But um, 
to forget the self is, is kind of like as we settle more deeply into the Zazen and thoughts are still arising, we're not trying to push away the thoughts but we're trying to you know, disconnect the thoughts from the emotional reaction. The more, the more we believe a thought or a judgment, the stronger the emotional reaction is. The more we're kind of like stepping back from the thoughts, the less the emotional reaction. Because it's really our, our emotions which get in the way of these are kind of suffering emotions, our negative emotions which get in the way of ordinary mind. So as, we, as, we, as we're embracing this moment, moment by moment, every time we're able just to sit, even if it's just for a few seconds, directly experiencing this moment, we're starting that process of healing. And, um, and it's something that uh, just very gradually we start to um, have moments when we forget totally about the self and all its preoccupations and just enter into the freedom of just this moment. It might only last for a moment or two and then we're back again on the, on the ego. Um, but the important thing is just to get a taste of that, just to get a, get a feeling of what it's like to be unburdened by the ego. Just to get a few moments, even if you only get a few moments of that in a 20 minute sit, you're doing well. And, uh, and you know, and then sometimes you might just be surprised and all of a sudden there'll be a, a lovely sense of happiness that arises. What I mean by happiness or joy, not the kind of happiness which comes from winning $100 on the poker machine or getting a promotion to a new job. That kind of happiness is transitory. The, one, the, the deeper sense of happiness where we feel complete and just in this moment uh, nothing missing, nothing lacking. Freedom from suffering. Zazen is the royal path towards that. Um, it requires dedication and it requires practice. Um, and the practice gradually, from the practice gradually arises a faith, not in some external entity or belief, but a faith in the practice, from your direct experience of the practice. And Zazen is not about believing anything. It's no doctrine you have to believe. The faith comes from your direct experience of these little moments of freedom. So um, I encourage you all to, as best you can, maintain your daily practice. If you can, 20 minutes a day is good. If you can build on that, that's great. But try and do a minimum of 15 to 20 minutes a day. And come together as a group as often as you can. And um, to see if you can experience directly what I'm talking about. So, we'll finish there for today.